Welcome to New Creation Podcast. I'm Phyllis, and thank you for joining me today. Every episode of a New Creation Podcast is commissioned by the Holy Spirit. It is new, and it is from God. As I look across the landscape when I go about my daily life, one thing I recognize, and that's change. It's so clear until it's almost as if I can touch it, if that's possible. People are wearing masks everywhere you go. And we have this invisible invader, COVID-19, which seems to be in a state of inertia. And it's stubbornly refusing to disappear from the present into oblivion. There's uncertainty of what the future will hold, but everyone is in agreement with one thing. Change has come. If you scan your news feed on your tablet or on your phone, and you do it from various media sources, you get a snapshot of what's happening. Or do you really? What are the signs of our times, the times that we're living in? And are we paying attention to the signs? Jesus gives us his expectation on the signs of the time and how we fit into it. It's found in Luke chapter 12, verses 54 through 56, and it's the New King James Version of the scripture. It reads, Then he also said to the multitudes, Whenever you see a cloud rising out of the west, immediately you say, A shower is coming, and so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say, There will be hot weather, and there is. Hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it you do not discern this time? The title of today's A New Creation podcast is Discern This Time. Now, in the above scripture that I read, Jesus, he points out that the people he was talking to, that they recognized the weather condition. He's also speaking to us as it was indicated in the sky. And with that, they could predict the weather with pretty good accuracy, with very good accuracy. They could predict the weather that's on the earth. And his question was, then why can't you observe what's happening in the spirit realm when your eternal destiny is at stake? We can look at these natural things on the earth, the sky, and it can determine what the weather will be like And that's how we determine our plans. But Jesus is asking us a very important question. How is it we cannot discern this time? He wants us to know how to properly respond to the conditions that are around us in order for us to be really prepared for the future. And the future really is now. We see the future right in front of us as we live out each day in the present, we're moving towards our future. And in, 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 in those day-to-day functions that we have, just looking around us, we should be able to discern the times that we're in. Now, Jesus says, going back to verse number 56, you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth. Let's take a look at the word discern for a moment here. The King James 
Dictionary. It defines discern as to examine, prove a test, or scrutinize. Another definition I have is to perceive and to see distinctly something for what it really is, not what it appears to be. That second definition is more like what Jesus was speaking about and what I'm going to deal with today. Things may appear to be one way, but if we discern, if we look at things closely, if we allow our spirit man and the Holy Spirit that's within us to guide us, we can really tell what's going on behind the scenes. The Bible in 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, it speaks of one of the tribes of Israel who had a keen sense of discernment. That scripture reads, again, it's 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were 200 and all their brethren were at their commandment. Did you hear that? It was a tribe, Issachar. They were men that had understanding of the times. And that's what we want to be. We want to be people who have an understanding of the times, discerning these times, talking about discerning these times. To discern these times, we first have to recognize we're in a spiritual battle. And I've mentioned this in previous podcasts, that we're in a spiritual battle. There's warfare taking place in the unseen world. And Paul writes about it in the book of Ephesians. I want to point out where he writes in Ephesians about it. And I'm going to take a look at Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 12. And it reads, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Now I'm going to take this scripture and I'm going to take it apart so we can understand what Paul is saying here. First of all, he's saying that we're in a wrestling match. And you know, when you're wrestling, there's a tug of war going on. There's a lot of uh, pushing and shoving, and there's a lot of sometimes you're on the ground and, and you one person may body slam another person. There are different moves that you make in wrestling, but either way, it's a tug of war going on and you can go back and forth. Sometimes you're winning, sometimes your opponent is winning, but ultimately this battle that we're in, we will win, but either way, we have to go through this battle. So it's wrestling, it's a wrestling match going on and it's not against humans. Your wrestling match, my wrestling match is not against another human being, but Paul says it's against principalities. Let's take a look at that word, principality. It's a Greek term, which means archi, and I spell the word A-R-C-H-E. It's a Greek term, archi. It means beginning, the source of action, someone or something who has delegated influence. So it's someone with influence that's been delegated to them, a principality. And usually a principality is ruling over a region, is ru ruling over a community, is ru ruling over a city, is ruling over a state, 
and it even rules over nations. So this principality that Paul is speaking of, this 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 source of, of action, someone or something that has delegated influence has been delegated by, the, in this particular instance, the, the prince of darkness, the wicked one, Satan himself, has delegated this principality to rule over an area. Then we have power. Powers, it's the Greek term called exousia. And that means to have the ability, the force or the capacity to exercise authority upon or bring under the power of something. So again, you're using that force, that power to rule over something, to, to take influence, to take over that person, to, to really overpower them. I hate to use the same term, but it's have the ability or the force or the capacity to bring under your power, bring under your rule. So that's a power. And then we have the rulers of the darkness. When he's when Paul is writing about the rulers of the darkness of this age, he's really speaking of the world ruler or Satan. And he's or he's describing someone who's under the influence of Satan. But either way, it's the world ruler Satan and his either him and his his minions who are under his control. So again, we have principalities, we have powers, and we have the rulers of the darkness of this age, all speaking to what we're wrestling against. And a description, a good description of Satan as a ruler of the darkness of this age can be found, as say, it describes his personality or those who are under his influence. It can be found in 1 John chapter 5, verse 19, and it's the New Living Translation of the Scripture. And it reads, this definition, this definition gives you a good understanding of what we mean by rulers of the darkness. It reads, we know that we are children of God and that the whole world around us is under the control of the evil one. Again, you're talking about rulers of the darkness. The other point in the scripture that I'm going to read that, that Paul writes about is spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. And basically what this means, there's demonic activity in heavenly regions. That's the region slightly above the sky that the battle is going on. Spiritual wickedness in those places. This wrestling match again is going on. Again, Satan and his, his army, his group of fighters are waging war against the kingdom of God. So again, we have principalities. Princes, leaders, influencers, powers, those who with exousia, the power to, to overtake or to try to overtake in a war, in a battle, at a war that we're in. Rulers of the darkness is Satan being the world ruler and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Again, demonic activities going on in the heavenlies. It's that space between the cosmos and heaven where all the battling is going on, but the battles are going on there, but the influence of the battle is here on earth where we are. And, and again, if I go back to the spiritual wickedness in high places, in Ephesians 2 verse 2, it reads, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the signs of disobedience. That's a very good des description of, again, the spiritual wickedness in high places, heavenly places. Paul here is speaking to the Ephesians about who they once were before they were in Christ. And Satan is referred to as the prince of the power of the air. 
Again, it ties into that spiritual wickedness in high places. Why am I saying this? In order for us to be able to discern the time, we have to recognize first that we're in a war. An unseen, with unseen world, an unseen world, an unseen forces of darkness that are waging war against us. So once we can see by our spirit man that the enemy is not that person, it's that spirit behind that person, the spirit that's driving that person, then we'll be able to better discern the times that we're in. Talking about discerning these times, to discern, to know what is before you. When you take a look at something, when you're in a situation, when you're in a circumstance, what am I really dealing with here? How am I to come against this and win? to win the battle against the forces of wickedness in high places or wherever you are you are encountering that wickedness. So to be able to discern, to know what is before you is very important. And you have to see what is really before you rather than what is being reported to you. We get information from so many different sources, so many different voices speaking to us. And we can go to I go to our news feed that we have again. I said earlier on our tablets, on, on our on our phones, different sources. But we have to look beyond the news feed. We have to look beyond the social media. We have to look beyond what is trending on the internet. We have to have to feed our spirit man and rely on the Holy Spirit to really reveal to us what's going on so that we can respond properly to whatever it is that we're facing. Talking about discerning this time. Jesus calls us to discern these times through the eye and the eyes of faith. In Mark eleven twenty two 22 B clause, Jesus says, have faith in God. So when we're discerning through the eyes of faith, we're discerning through the eyes of our faith in God, not faith in the government, not faith in ourselves, not faith in our jobs, not faith in our abilities, our spiritual gifts, or the things that God has equipped us with, but our faith is in God himself. And that is how we learn to discern, talking about discerning this time. We also must recognize what and who is at work? Whose work are you seeing on display? Whose kingdom is in operation? When people loot, burn buildings, shine lasers in the eyes of policemen, taunt leadership, and refuse to follow orders from those in authority, while at the same time demanding justice, who is being exalted? Whose kingdom is in operation then? I don't believe many realize when those type of activities they're engaging in, how they realize that the kingdom that they're operating is not in the kingdom of God. Even though it may be for a good cause in their mind. One of the primary tools of the wicked one is deception. Even David, though for noble cause and a noble reason, when he was inquiring about Goliath, he asked, is there not a cause? 
so we can do things and be engaged in things that are of a good cause in our mind, but it's important how we go about doing those things that are of a good cause. Because they may appear one way, but depending upon who you're connecting with and the activities that go along with that cause, we always have to consult the Holy Spirit. And he will give us an option as to is this of him versus if it's not of him. Because we can't base on our own judgment. We can't base on what it looks like or what it feels like or even what it sounds like. But the spirit of God that is in us, those of us who are of the household of faith, those of us who belong to the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of truth, is always with us to lead, teach, and guide us into all truth. So that's how we're able to discern this time. The people of God are to discern these times from a kingdom perspective, the lens of the Holy Spirit. What has God spoken to you? During these times, talking about discerning this time, we're in a worldwide pandemic. What has he spoken to you? What is he speaking to you during this pandemic? There are people who are paralyzed with fear. What is he speaking to you? What has he spoken to you during this time where people are fearful? And they may even be fearful around you and in your own family, or you may be fearful. What is God speaking to you? Because just because there's COVID-19 and just because we're in a pandemic and just because unemployment is high and just because people are losing their jobs and just because many businesses are closing doesn't mean that God is not speaking. If he's spoken something in your life, it shall come to pass. It does not stop because of a pandemic. It does not stop because of COVID-19. It doesn't even stop because you think that it may not come to pass. Whatever it is that God has spoken to you in the night season, in previous time, his word does not expire. He reminded me of that the other day. If he's spoken something over your life, it does not expire. And let me tell you something else about the Lord. When God speaks something into your life, when he gives you a promise, when he he tells you something about yourself or he opens up a door for you that you never even thought about going into. God will always give you a glimpse of that which he's doing in your life. He will always give you a preview. It's like going to a preview before a movie or watching a trailer before a movie. He will always give you a, a, an example or some type of, 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 of indication of what his plan is for your life. Hold on to those. Don't give up. If God has spoken something in your life, even though we're in these times, this time, discern this time in knowing that God's word is truth. What has he spoken to you? I tell you what he's speaking to me. This is the time of refreshing. Hear me when I speak to you. I'm speaking to you now for what the Holy Spirit has placed in my heart. This is the time of refreshing. A time of reset. Time to reset your life on the path God is showing you. Be in the center of his purpose for your life. It rises beyond this world's headlines, those news, news feeds I talked about earlier, social media, any other thing that will exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Do not allow it to take, to take a foothold or stronghold, any hold in your life. 
God says, be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46.10. He said, I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. It's time to launch that business he's been showing you for the past five years. What about that blog he's been showing you? Let's take a look at this scripture for a moment. Talking about discerning this time. John chapter 12, verses 38 through 43. I'm going to read the Berean Study Bible version of the scripture. And it reads, that the word of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spoke, Lord, who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? The Holy Spirit gave me that scripture because he wants you to know, everyone who's listening under the sound of my voice today, he wants you to know Believe what he's spoken over your life. Believe his message. Believe his report. And the second part says, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? To whom has God revealed himself to? Who's going to allow him to show himself strong? If he said, launch that business, launch it now. Even if you don't have, you don't have any resources in your bank account. You don't see anyone coming your way to offer you anything. Do what God has told you to do. Allow him to show himself strong. Believe his report. If you go back to Numbers 13 and Numbers 14, that's when the children of Israel had entered the promised land. And God sent spies from each one of the tribes to, to spy out the land. They brought back pomegranate. They brought back grapes. They saw that it was a land flowing with milk and honey, but of the 12 spies, only two saw what God saw, Joshua and Caleb. The other 10 gave a, they said, evil report. Whenever you disagree with what God has said, it is an evil report. And because of that, only Joshua and Caleb from that generation went to the promised land. The others never saw it. This is one of those times, if God has spoken something in your life, believe his report. Who is going to believe God? Do you believe what, what you heard from God? Did you grab hold to that prophetic revelation? We must know how to engage in some causes and disengage from others. Talking about discerning this time. Our discernment originates from heaven. And it's from a kingdom perspective. No other perspective but the kingdom of God. We see as the Holy Spirit gives us sight, we hear as the Holy Spirit speaks, and we obey what we hear. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, the King James Version scripture, it reads, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Heavenly Father, I lift up every soul that's on this line this day, Lord. I pray that we will discern this time. Give each person on this line your wisdom, God to pursue that which you've placed in their heart and to know that you're speaking to them. And God, I speak especially to those who may not know you right now, may not have a relationship with you. They may be asking, what must I do to be saved? And I ask them right now to repeat after me, Heavenly Father, I open up my heart to you. I believe that the Lord Jesus gave his life for me. 
I am confessing my mouth to Lord Jesus, that he is Lord. And I believe in my heart, God, you raised Jesus from the dead. Please forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins, past, present, and future. And I thank you, Lord, for hearing my prayer. Thank you for joining me today for New Creation Podcast. Remember, a New Creation Podcast exists to teach you how to apply the Word of God to your everyday life. I pray that the Lord bless you now and forever and that your family will walk into new dimensions in Him. Join me next week and also join me for my website. When you go up to the podcast this week and I'll leave on my website, my website address, I'll leave it when I send the links this week. Thank you for joining me and God bless you all. Have a wonderful day.